This is Let's Talk with Keith and Eddie. Heard every Saturday morning at 9.15 right here on Praise Radio. To talk with Keith and Eddie, you can email them at eddiehowardbooks at gmail.com. You can also hit them up at eddiehoward.net. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you'd like to be a sponsor on Let's Talk with Keith and Eddie, again, the contact information is eddiehoward.net or email them at eddiehoardbooks at gmail.com. And now, the stars of the show. Here's Keith and Eddie. Let's talk. Hi, you're here back here with Let's Talk with Keith and Eddie. And today we got Eddie on remote. Eddie, can you hear us? And our contact number is 757-705-3468. And before Keith talk over, Reggie, could you introduce and tell us a little more about yourself? Yeah, my name is Reginald Halsey. Uh, I am a minister of music, a musician, producer. Uh, I'm also a member of a a group called Mari Shansen One Accord and um, yeah, I'm just here to chill out and, and, and conversate with, with, um, with the boys today, man. And we just going to talk about, uh, what we can in this, in this few minutes that we have, tell a little bit of my story and where I come from. And yeah, man, we just gonna have a little fun for a few minutes. Yeah, man. We just want to thank you for coming out here today, man. And, uh, Eddie, prayers to your family. Um, this is one of the most modest guys I know, and he's done a lot in gospel around here in this area, his family. We're just talking to him out off air about it. He's uncomfortable with it. But uh, I want you to talk about your rich family history here with this quartet gospel feel. I've been in gospel music all my life. I mean, from a little boy watching uh, my grandfather was in, um, remember the Soul Stirls and Jim Halsey, the late Jim Halsey. Um, comes from him on down to my other side. Uh, my mom um, and my dad met basically through music. Uh, my mom was singing with her sisters and uh, her father, Ford Copeland, he was in the gospel field. And so I got it from both of my sides. Both of those sides gave me the gospel heritage. But like I said, uh, my grandfather, Floyd Copeland, and it went to my dad. My dad was a part of the Soul Stirs for a while. Then he went on to the gospel impressions. Um, my uncle Kenny was the original member of the Virginia Airs. Um, so basically it's just, I caught it from both sides. I was basically born into it. It was nothing else, uh, there for me to do, but sing, uh, the genre of quartet. Cause that's what basically I was brought up in. So that's basically how it basically came into it. It's just, uh, it was, it was bred into me, you know, it's like, that was like my milk at a, at a young age was, was singing quartet. So, yes. You know, Reggie, I watched you come from, uh, the drums to the keyboard, to the bass, songwriting, producing, I can go on. Let's talk about some of the great artists that you have worked with. Jeez, man, that probably had to be like a whole nother session because I had not worked for so many people. Oh man, I don't work for so many people. Uh, I've played for Patti LaBelle, George Huff. Uh, man, um, yeah, it's, it's been so many different people I don't feel. I, I've clogged my brain trying to think of so many artists that I've played for. Uh, yes. But it's been it's been amazing. I've, from a sh- short period of time, um, just from the earlier ages of me being young, I got on the road with the Virginia Airs when I was 14. When I was 14. So uh, from then, um, playing on the Bobby Jones show and doing things of that sort to kind of get me out there um, 
having a chance to travel uh, at an early age before uh, I was even get got into high school, I was given a chance to go overseas. Um, but of course, my mom and dad said no. So, <laughs> well, just you know, just looking out for your best interest. You know how that goes. That's right. That's I right. know your dad, man, and he is a solid dude. If if he got any kind of inkling that it ain't right, he's not going to do it. <laughs> that's right. But I, I want to talk about you, uh, something that's out of the box. Okay. Which is uh, you being a fashionista. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just proclaiming that, you know, I kind of just got into that. You let, if you go back, if you go deep enough back into my Facebook archives, you'll see it just started. I was, uh, I was a little rough around the edges a little, um, but um, when I started this whole weight loss journey and I was able to start fitting things that um, I wasn't able to fit, it kind of made me broaden my uh, perspective on the things that I could actually wear. And when I started putting it together, you know, people was like, oh, this is nice, this is nice. And I really didn't even think I was too much into it until, you know, the social network kind of, you know, egged it on. It was just like, oh, this is dope, this is dope. And it just kind of, you know, somebody uh, branded me one day, was like, oh, you one of the best is dress you the dressing uh, something of quartet something of that of that manner. So I just I went with it and, and owned it. I guess I, I guess we can say that. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I bite <laughs> off of some of your outfits, uh, <laughs> and it's okay, man. I I love what you do, but hey, let's talk about you know uh, your music now with uh, Maurice Yancey and One Accord. Um, still, man, my music is good, man. Um, I've, I've been a part of. Um, that ministry, I think it's been 12 years, um, um, give or take 12 years. I've been in cahoots with it for all 12 years, but I was only a member of it, I think for now 10 years, uh, give or take these last couple years. Um, so it's just, you know, it's it was a vision given to him and uh, once he came to me to help him do the music, I kind of took on um, as it, it's my baby, uh, took on it and started giving it, you know, my own songs the stuff I wrote and stuff that he wrote I was kind of putting the music to it and we kind of just went from there and it just kind of turned on to be something you know pretty dope yes man hey uh, Greg yeah Eddie go ahead you have a you have a new CD I, I'm good can you talk about that a little bit yeah yeah I do have a um one of the things that kind of from this accident that um I wanted to do was basically get back into my love and it was music not able to play or anything yet I wanted to still uh, give people a word from you know my heart of what I was going through so I definitely came out with good uh, good is basically God is good it's two songs God is good and um, mighty good and basically it's just talking about my journey just thanking God that at the end of the day it could have been me that we were uh, wearing black behind walking slow behind um, bearing me into the six feet under, but at the end of the day, I'm still here. Um, regardless of my limitations, I'm still here. And then at the end of the day, uh, this is just a season. So it's basically, I wrote two songs to still um, get into what I want, what my music and my love and to show the people that regardless of what I'm going through, I'm still going to do what God blessed me with. And so you can go on your digital media outlets, uh, iTunes, whatever, you know, Facebook, uh, YouTube, um, Spotify, and you type in Reggie Halsey, Reggie Halsey, not Reginald, Reggie Halsey, R-E-G-G-I-E, and uh, you'll see good. Um, I have a couple of other ones that I've just put out, and actually I have a, a Christmas song that comes, G 
Jesus, I mean, the reason for the season, and that's going to be with uh, Mario Smith and Brandon Lamar. That's actually going to drop this week. So you'll be able to see all of this stuff um, on your digital media outlets. That's beautiful, man. Uh, you you, pr- you touched uh, briefly on your accident, and it'd be impossible mm-hmm. for us to try to condense all of that story into this uh, segment here uh, to let the listeners know we are going to have a part B to this. Uh, but we just want you to um, talk a little bit more about the accident. Um, sure, man. It's kind of like, actually, this is one of the first uh, times that I really kind of told a little bit of it. And I know uh, time is crunched, so I kind of jump across the field. Uh, basically, um, on my way to New York with the group um, and just contemplating whether I was going or not and basically kind of went ahead and went and uh, just was in a bad place with uh, working in my back and stuff like that. So I was just kind of hurting a little bit. So I went and on the way back, we got into uh, coming back from New York. We were already like seven to 10 minutes from the car. I was on Northampton Boulevard and uh, we got T-boned. I was in the passenger seat. I was actually asleep. And uh, when the car flipped over, you know, I just laying there and couldn't move. All I could say was y'all don't let me die. And y'all don't let me die. And uh, wow. uh, when I got in the ambulance, I heard the actual uh, par- paramedic say, oh, he's not going to walk again. I think he thought I was unconscious, but I wasn't. And I heard him. And uh, when he said it, what's crazy is I smiled. And uh, he said he's not going to walk again. And I smiled. And uh, when I got to the hospital, um, I called my family and I basically told them, I was like, listen, they said I'm not going to walk again. I got to go to surgery. Y'all get here. I was like, but at the end of the day, I'll be OK. And, uh, you know, when people talk about that light, you know, they say, you know, you saw the light. That That's a whole true story. I thought it was like, a, a you know, some kind of fabricated thing. No, I really um, upon waking up, I basically saw the light and I, God told me, like, son, you're going to be all right. It's going to be a process, but you just got to fight hard. I'm with you you will walk again. I woke up and man, and from then they had pronounced me to be paralyzed. I wasn't supposed to do this. And at the end of the day, I'm sure you guys see my, uh, you see my um, transformations and my uh, drive motivational uh, videos, man. And, and just to kind of beat around the bush, I don't, not getting into it too much, but yeah, that's what basically happened. I'm going from paralyzed to um, I'm speaking it to a fully healed back to normal, better than normal, um, person, so yeah, that's kind of exactly what happened. You know, Reggie, man. Well, Reggie, when we get like, into this part B, man, we also want to talk a little bit about when you talk about your accident, how it also has impacted you as as a as a as a father. Uh, and I know we can't get into that right now, but I want you to kind of think about that because you know I know you you're a devoted father, you have children. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. And so, you know, we want to kind of delve into that because, you know, the impact is widespread, not just physically. We see the physical part. Right. But we have an emotional and a mental part with that. So hopefully we'll be able to go into that on our next episode. Definitely, man. Definitely. Definitely. Right. We're winding down on this show. But I wanted to, I just wanted to say one thing. I, I, I know Reggie, and uh, I've seen him uh when the accident first went down, I'm right here with him. I'm checking out his videos. And I want to say if it's anybody that's going to get up out of this wheelchair and walk back, I know it's going to be Reggie. Definitely. And, you know, and it's just so encouraging. You know, I'm just feeling the positive energy. And I just want to thank you again, man. We can't get it all in this no, story. No, it's all good. It's all and good. I want the listeners to come back. For the part B, I want to tell your family that I love them. Next week, uh, 9-15, you're going to catch the next part of the story. And uh, Reggie, real quick, let's give some shout outs. Man, I just it, I just want to give a shout out to um, all my family, man. And, and just thank you for everybody that's uh, been a part. My kids, 
uh, my mom, my dad, my sister, Parrish, uh, everybody, man. I just want to thank everybody for LJ Taylor, DD, Autumn, BJ. Like, they, they my, my biggest fans, man. Thank y'all, man. I love y'all. And uh, yeah, man, let's just, let's keep this thing going. I'll be excited to come back next week and tell some more. Yeah, I just want to get a, a shout out. Okay. Um, uh, 705-3468. You can reach us and uh, for your comments or anything. Uh, Reggie, go to his uh, page and download his song. It's free and it's off the hook. I want y'all to support him. And um, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. This is Let's Talk with Keith and Eddie. Heard every Saturday morning at 915 right here on Praise Radio. To talk with Keith and Eddie, you can email them at eddiehowardbooks at gmail.com. You can also hit them up at eddiehoward.net. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you'd like to be a sponsor on Let's Talk with Keith and Eddie, again, the contact information is eddiehoward.net or email them at eddiehoardbooks at gmail.com and now the stars of the show here's keith and eddie let's talk want to welcome you to the part b of our conversation with reggie halsey from last week uh again he's a father a songwriter a producer and hopefully this week we'll be able to talk more about his accident and how to get some of his projects that's going on and that was Thanks for coming back, and uh, we'll try to take off from where we started last week. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, uh, I definitely was talking about uh, the story, and thank you guys for having me, man. I'm uh, excited to be back with you guys again uh, to kind of explain more and to talk more about uh, my endeavors of what I've been going through with uh, this um, hellacious accident. And um, yeah, man, it's it's been pretty amazing just to see the love and the support of my um, Virginia Hampton Rose family, um, as well as people all around the world. And um, it's been uh, even an honor for you guys to even have me up here. So, yeah, man, let's get into it. Yeah, Reggie, we, we were talking the last time. Um, we are talking about the rich history from your family, the the people you work with, Patti LaBelle, Bobby Jones. Um, you're a local hero here, and you're a beloved person. So uh, when you went through your uh, accident, we went through it with you, and uh, we still are. We, we, we love where you came from, and we love where you're at now, and I think Hampton Roads know that you're going to walk again, and we're going to shout long with you. Right, we're shouting right. now, but we wanted to uh, – Eddie had asked questions about how it affects your family life and uh, overall. Could you talk about that? Um, it definitely affected my family life a whole lot. I was very active father. Um, I was very active, period. Um, my life was definitely uh, very active. So uh, when it comes down to me uh, being such an independent, uh, strong-willed, manly type of guy for this to happen, uh, to put me into the point where I'm dependent, uh, depending on 90% of everything for uh, people to do for you, it definitely um, impacted me. It could have been a more uh, devastating situation on my mind, um, but through the grace of God, uh, I keep my mind as as strong-willed as I possibly can, and I stay on a positive. It's definitely some tough days, um, days when I'm trying to figure out why, why me, uh, why am I in this, will I ever get out? Um, that's only the human side of me, but um, the spiritual side of me just always keeps pushing and let me know that this is just a season, all seasons change. Um, this chair won't be my home. Uh, my 
whatever whatever I'm in is def- definitely not my home. I, I'm I'm set here to be a miracle to uh, show some people that miracles still exist. Uh, we at this day and time, I don't think we see miracles and see uh, things of this sort as much. Um, as we saw them back in the day, seems like back in the day, it was nothing for you to pray and to watch someone walk again and miracles. But I just think as time has progressed, we have lost the um, potent and the seriousness of how good and great God is. And I think my situation is just one of those situations. I'm just honored to be able to still be a uh, vessel to show God's grace and his mercy um, upon the world by my life. So uh, I, I'm just honored that I'm even put in this situation that he thought enough of me um, to allow his blessings to flow and his his will, his power to flow through um, an accident that I was a part of. It's like he took little old me. So I'm just like, you know, as bad as it seems, I'm like, yo, this is actually what's up. Like, I mean, he he, he using me like I, I'm, I'm pretty um, excited about that. Yeah, because you're influential, man, and uh, people look up to you, a natural-born leader. I know you're uncomfortable with that, <laughs> but, you know, uh, people look up to you, and then it's a beautiful thing. I, I kind of don't want you to say too much because I want you to write a book and, and yeah. have them to go get your book. Yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I want to talk COVID and quartet right now. It definitely came in at a, a, a bull rush. Do you think gospel quartet gospel will ever be the same because I'm concerned uh, we, we don't get the uh, the recognition that we should get when it comes to uh, TV shows that feature black gospel. We'll have our R&B artists singing gospel before they have our, our quartet people up there. Share your thoughts on things like that. Uh, I, I can be very frank with you. No, I just don't think. Um, I think just as James Cleveland and they had their time periods of of gospel music and that was that period and you can tell that period is kind of dead and gone. I mean, we appreciate it. We love it. It's good to hear. Um, but that, that genre of music kind of has went and gone and I think um, quartet is basically heading the same way. Um, we have our younger groups um, that we're trying to keep the mantle going. Um, I just think time has changed, man. And, and um, that's not a something that the youth and more of the people in the world really have an ear for now today. So I love it. We all love it. But it's just to, to be honest with you, it's just not one of those things that a lot of people love. That's not the Jordan, should I say. Uh, that's more of the they're turning into the all stars The where, you know, back in the day, everybody were all stars. That was the that was the thing. Everybody had on some all stars. But now, you know, they still around, but not as many people wear them like that. Everybody wants to buy a pair of Jordans. And that's I think that's the same thing. What's going on with court music is going to always be good. Um, but I think the the genre, um, not necessarily the people of the genre. I think it's the sound of the genre is basically going down. We're trying to keep it um, relevant, but I just think it's one of those things that after a while, we're just going to have to let it go and just understand that it's just going to be one of those things uh, as a point like John Piquet. John Piquet has a kind of type, type music. You know, if you notice that old style of music that they have is great. You know, we listened to it back then and we still think today is that is that is dope. But to be honest with you, they have changed. They have changed their genre to actually match what's going on today because they understand in order to fight, in order to be um, in uh, cahoots with what's going on, they have to bring their style up. They have to come up to date. And I just think that's one of the things with quartet music. And I I, I think shortly it's, it's going to be, you know, uh, extinct, to be honest with you. And that's just my personal opinion. So, you know, I don't know how far that'll go. That's just kind of what I think. Well, I know you're into it hey. and, and I respect all of those things. I mean, I mean, my heart saddened why you said that, <laughs> but I know it's true. I mean, uh, I was listening on the way over here. It's, gospel is... Um, 
catering to the to it, the ear of the uh, music nowadays. I listen to a lot of trap uh, and a lot of different beats coming on the way over here. Mm-hmm. So uh, what you're saying is valid. It just hurts a little bit. But uh, I hate the thought of thinking that quartet gospel is not going to exist anymore in the next 10 to 20 years. I definitely feel. I mean, if you, if you, um, back to the, couple songs good that I came out with I thought so, so many people was like yo I thought your songs were gonna be some quartet songs and stuff like that and I was like yeah if I would've did it to my to my what I like to listen to they definitely would've been quartet but I actually wanted to do it to what I think people would've been interested in listening to because at the end of the day it was a message um, behind my songs but I wanted to also make sure that my my message tickled the ear of people that don't even fool with quartet so I uh, wanted to do something a little different to kind of match the genre of what's going on. Um, so that's why you don't really hear the, uh, the, the, um, the quartet swing and what's going on. It's basically kind of the new contemporary, uh, music and the feel, uh, that's kind of, you know, hitting the world today. You know, it's so much Jonathan McReynolds and, and, all of those type guys, it's just they're, they're taking over the genre and they're doing an amazing job. I love that type of music. I just think that quartet doesn't have enough power to withstand um, the change um, and transition that's going on with gospel music. Man, I tell you, I hate to get into the debate with you to give you a thousand <laughs> reasons why quartet should be up there yeah. singing alongside the Clark Sisters on the Stellars and things like that. Right. But it, it, you're right. Um I think it's more of a praise and worship kind of thing now and, yeah, and, and yeah, the yeah. beats and, um, you know, we can't, um, we got to change with the times, I guess. That's it. I mean, That's you it. know, I guess I'll have to be a old quartet uh, head at heart, That's but it. getting back to your story, let's talk about your family life now, how things have changed. And, um, let's, let's talk about that. Um, it's, to be honest with you, man, I just, it hasn't changed much. I mean, it has changed for me being active, uh, but for me still being a father and still doing what I needed to do, um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still that guy, you know what I mean? I'm doing my best to, uh, come back and push as hard as I can, but I just, you know, I thank God for a supportive family. Um, and I'm, I'm doing everything that I possibly can. So it hasn't really changed that much. Um, I know, uh, briefly me and Eddie had talked about, you know, me just being a father of my kids. I think all uh, the world mm-hmm. of my kids, because they still, mm-hmm. uh, they see the strong father in me, you know, so they don't, you know, they constantly oh. tell me daddy, you're going to walk you know, this and, you know, tell me different things to encourage me. So um, it hasn't changed me as much. Maybe it has changed me from the physical, um, but from the mental standpoint, I'm still, I'm still the same guy, man. I'm, and that's, you know, even with the music, I, I, you know, in this accident, I always, one of the things that kind of hit me bad was when I was laying in the hospital, I was like, God, like, come on, man, you, you, you took everything from me that meant something. You know, I was avid work. Uh, I was an avid gym uh, rat and I was going to the gym. So it's like, you took my figure, my, my, my body, my strength, you know, my mm. music abilities. I'm not able to play. The only thing you left me with was my mouth. And, um, really that to, to put it in my mind that really that's all I need from you right now. That's all I need from wow. you right now. I need your mouth. I need your mind. Um, right. and I could have been, I could have been mentally ill. I could have been able not, they supposed to put a trach in my throat. They didn't put a trach. I wasn't, you know, um, mentally um, bad off. But at the end of the day, he left me with what he needed me to have in order for me to withstand this season. And uh, I just, I just think it's pretty amazing, man. I know for some people it looks like, dang, man, like he, he got to go through this, but 
uh, like I told, it was five of us in the in the van uh, when we got into the accident. Mm-hmm. I was the only one that uh, sustained tremendous tremendous uh, um, injuries. But like I told them, man, when we've talked again, I said, you know what, guys, I was like, to be honest with you, I said, if I had to go through this um, in order to keep all of y'all alive, then I'm cool mm-hmm. with that. Because at the end of the day, if it would have been either one of y'all, y'all may would have died. I said, but at the end of the day, like I was in the health, I was in a healthy position. I was in um, a strong uh, will person and very, I have the drive to withstand this season. So it was just like, if if I was the one that had to go through it, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, man, that, um, you know, we don't talk about it a lot, but when it comes to, and I know we got to go, but when it comes to us taking care of ourselves and, doing the things that we need to do to keep our body together. Like you're saying, if you hadn't have been, you didn't say that, but I got it. If you hadn't have been staying in some kind of physical, good physical condition, exactly. Exactly. that you wouldn't even be in the position that you are now. Exactly. I would. And, and that's a beautiful thing, man. I, I just want to thank you for sharing with us. Our time is gone and uh, we have to get you back. I already, I already talked to a brother Halsey. If, if I have a situation, I couldn't be here. Would he take my place? And he, he's down with it. And I just want to thank you again. Thank you to your beautiful fiance. Uh, Doc, it's always a, a pleasure. Uh, Eddie, I don't know if you're here with us, but uh, we're praying for you and your family. Is there anything else you want to say? No, I just want to commend Reg for his strength and the way he see it as taking the blood for everybody else, man. That's commendable, Reg. And and I, I, I tell you, man, I honor you for that. I honor you for that. I appreciate it, man. I, I just I honor you guys for um, allowing me to come out and be a part of this, man. And, and um I want to wish everybody a happy holidays and I hope everybody is having um, amazing holidays and have an amazing new year and 2020 is over and it will be over soon and 2021 we're going to start a uh, we're going to try to make this a, a amazing year. Yes, man. I just want to do some selfish shout outs. This is the uh, uh, Reggie's father, Big Hoss, man. I miss you. <laughs> and, uh, this goes all the way out to the Virginia ass, all the way down to Blackwater, to Hickory, uh, Gospel Impressions. I, I can go on and on. Uh, my, my homeboys, the Sensational Glorifiers, this out <laughs> to my gospel heads. And uh, we want to see you guys again on this next show. And uh, you, this again is Let's Talk with Keith and Eddie. Let's Talk with Keith and Eddie. Heard every Saturday morning at 915 right here on Praise Radio. To talk with Keith and Eddie, you can email them at eddiehowardbooks at gmail.com. You can also hit them up at eddiehoward.net. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you'd like to be a sponsor on Let's Talk with Keith and Eddie, again, the contact information is eddiehoward.net or email them at eddiehowardbooks at gmail.com. Let's talk. And don't forget, you can call Keith and Eddie at 757-705-3468.